This is First, Last, Best, Worst. The only podcast recorded on a Tascam 4-track cassette tape. We explore the craft of songwriting with our guests as they perform the first, last, best, and worst songs they've ever written. I'm your host, Carl Banks. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Paul Blackwell. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 34 of First, Last, Best, Worst. Taylor, it's been a while since we did one of those things, huh? At Up top. I love it. I did too. It's my favorite part of doing <laughs> Me this. Me too. Uh, Paul, our sound engineer, he's always like, hey, you guys do that too much. And I'm like, fuck that. No, we don't. Yeah, fuck you, Paul. <laughs> he doesn't get a microphone either. So yep. we can say whatever we want. So we're here in Bushwick right now in, in the living room studio of Paul. Thanks for letting us use your home yeah, studio. Yeah, I'm sorry about what I said earlier. <laughs> take it back. Uh, and we have Ben Kronberg is our guest today uh, on First, Last, Best, Worst. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing great. Thanks well, for having me. Well, really appreciate it. And we're excited to hear your songs. Uh, can you uh, hit us up with your first song? Yeah. Um, this is my first song. It's called Ballad of the Jihad. <laughs> Like the flu or cold When I die I hope it's from A set stroke Heart attack Or a big ass gun Yesterday I saw on the news A plane crashed And I refuse To think that it Could happen to me Oh Lord Won't you hear my plea That was a, uh, an anthem for the post-9-11 world, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can can you date this uh, song at all? Do you know when, yeah. when you wrote it? Um, I mean, I, I wrote it, it post-9-11. I wrote it in the um, apartment that I was at when I found out about 9-11. My girlfriend at the time had come um, busting in the room and being like, we're being attacked, we're being attacked. And, um, and I had, had, a, had a, been playing guitar for a little bit, just kind of screwing around, um, with with songs but that was kind of like the first complete song idea with a maybe some sort of purpose to it not mm -hmm. just noodling or jamming or nonsense, um yeah. and i was working at a bar 
at the time. I mean, it was like 2000 and it's probably 2002, right? Cause September and then, mm-hmm. and then off into the, were you, in New, were you in New York at the time? No, I was in Denver. Okay. Um, I was in Denver and working at this bar called the Park Tavern. It was the bar that taught me how to drink and taught me how to sneak shots into the work and put them in my my um, uh, locker, you know, so I could like <laughs> I could have the shift, the official shift drink, but then like you know subsidize the, yeah. the things. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was a real drinking bar, and uh, and they had an open mic on Tuesday nights and. Uh, I was like a server there, but it was basically just serving drinks, occasionally like pizza and chicken fingers, but it was mostly mostly drinks. And then they, they had a, a open mic there that, you know, I needed to play. So I, I kind of wanted to try the song there. So mm-hmm. that was like the first place that I that I played it as well, was this place that I worked in. And you do comedy. Were you, were you doing any other performance at the time? Or is this... this was, first... Yeah, this is before comedy. So this is kind of the music was like the precursor for doing comedy, I guess, because, you know, and the, and the other songs that I was playing, um, were kind of more comical. I mean, that has a little bit of, you know, comedy in it, but, but the other ones that I would do just kind of straight, try to get the comedy reaction. And Mm -hmm. then, um, somebody heard me play one of those songs and was like, Hey, you should try that at the comedy club. And that sort of was the, the, the impetus to, Oh, that's cool. Make it in a, in a comedy context. So, uh, so playing this song at the open mic was that the first time you ever performed in front of people? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I well, I mean, theoretically, the the uh, you know, I did a a sixth grade um, talent show where we um, you know where we lip synced um, that Beach Boys song Aruba, Jamaica, <laughs> and I was like the keyboard guy, um, <laughs> and I grew up. Yeah, I grew up with piano lessons, but I was never very good at piano. Yeah. But I like, I mean, now I really like piano and kind of what I do incorporates keys as well as things, but just more virtual and digital. And then when did guitar come into the, to the mix? Well, I was, you know, I had this best friend growing up who was, he lived in the rich neighborhood. He had like go-karts and the Nintendo and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, um, the pool table that turned into a ping pong table and stuff and he also had an electric guitar and I was like always envious of him for all the things but mostly that he you know like I had to play this stupid Yamaha piano and he Mm -hmm. had like a cool guitar right (laughs) and I always I'd always wanted a guitar and um and then finally like my last semester of college my mom bought me a guitar and I took like a little like a semester lesson at you know in college and then I didn't really continue with that through college but then after I, mean, I graduated in spring of 99 then so it kind of you know I didn't really get into I, I think 9-11 had this sort of effect of um you know the intensity that can only be dealt with through creativity yeah. you know and I think that was the thing that was the thing that I needed or something to like I need to deal with these things and in some way or whatever's happening and this inner extra psychic energy that's happening and going around I needed to it was a terrifying time. Yeah. And like, I, I often think like our generation, I wonder if we've ever really dealt with the trauma of like what that was like to witness that people in New York, you know, witnessed it firsthand. But yeah, I watched it in my, the cafeteria on television mm-hmm. all day. That's what we did. We sat, I remember wheeling the TV down to the, to the cafeteria and watching. And like, I don't know. I just wonder if we like ever really dealt with that. Clearly you were using a little bit of art to, to deal with it and maybe a little humor too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it's hard to find the, the funny in it. Yeah, the 
I mean, now it's it's interesting because at the op- in the op- open mic circuit of the comedy world, there's a, you know a lot of you know nine eleven jokes going you know mm-hmm. happening and other things like that just because of the the nature of the environment. Um, but yeah, I think it's the I don't know. It's yeah, it's it's, it's messed up, man. <laughs> well, I, I got into like conspiracy theory too for a long. Like I smoke weed and then watch. Infowars at 3 a.m., mm-hmm. you know, for a while. Yep. And like, I feel I, I still kind of think, uh, you know, it was an inside job type of deal, you know, but I also think like maybe that was a way of dealing with the, the, the fear of that this is farce is just out there and, and able to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also just do it. Yeah. And the people, yeah, that there might not be any rhyme or reason or mm-hmm. order to it is just kind of. Right. It's so much easier to say Dick Cheney because he's like this evil, you know, incarnate yeah, at least, character. Yeah, at least someone's got a plan, you know, <laughs> instead of just like a bunch of people that don't know what's going on, just kind of like flailing randomly. And sometimes right. like bad things happen, uh, which is probably the truth of our existence of on it. Earth. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, what uh, so what, what, what were your kind of influences, your, your primary influences musically? Um, well, kind of through my my brother and sister, I guess, were my sources of music then, and it was like pre iTunes and all the things of of you know, no Spotify, no Pandora, just sort of like whatever CDs your brother sister would listen to. So my brother was more of a um, <clears throat> um, he was more of like heavy metal and punk, you know, like Metallica, Pantera, Offspring things of that nature. And then uh, my sister was more like erasure and new order. Mm. And um, like right now, probably, you know, but of what I was playing on guitar, that was just sort of like, I think from the, the ether of, you know, the folky ether of, of playing guitar. And, and was that really common in Denver? That's, I mean, it seems like I associate that kind of music, acoustic guitars and stuff with, with that area. Yeah, there's, there's definitely that. I mean, thinking about that open mic that I started at, the like the main guy who hosted it, um, like, and he's he's still a sound guy at this theater that I'll occasionally perform at. But he was an electric guitar player and could like he could he's really good covers and doing like three eleven and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> of of the immediate thing, it seemed like there was a lot of that going on and a lot of like indie rock happening. Yeah. But you know, then once I started going to more open mics and music open mics that's where I, I, you know, there's some real special acts. Like anywhere you go on the open mic circuit, there's those real special performers that are, you know, maybe savants or they're more like the, um, you know, like what's his name? Um, like Wesley Willis types mm. or uh, yeah. things like that that are, I mean, I find, I, I always found to be the most inspirational because there there was no pretense or no, like they, they weren't getting into it because they think they should or, you know, maybe they were, maybe they did think that, that would be cool, but it's in a different way, you right. know. And like, it's not yeah. so obvious in there. Yeah, like real, real outsider. Yeah, art. like when when somebody who who clearly or perhaps has Asperger's that's doing comedy, I'm like, I'm like, oh, that it, it almost seems more pure and sincere in a way, you yeah. know. It's like, not like an affectation. Yeah, it's, and it's, it, and and so I don't know. Well, can you walk yeah. us through a little bit of um, getting into comedy and were you using guitar in your first comic act? Yeah, yeah. So most of my most of my jokes were song joke mm-hmm. songs. Were there song, a lot of people doing joke. that at the time? Not not in my scene. There was one other guy actually who, when I started performing at the, um, 
uh, comedy works in Denver. Mm-hmm. He was he was a guitar comic, and he's like this taller dude who um, his brother played music, and he he definitely had a different style. Like I was I, I was like kind of singing songs, and he was kind of more you know playing guitar and joking around, and you know just starting like really short songs and making the little short vignette of a joke out of a you know couple strumming right yeah. um things and, and so we were kind of not adversaries at the very beginning but it was definitely somebody that i was like oh this is you know and he probably thought i was encroaching on his territory and then mm-hmm. we're both kind of um uh you know had the thing of um guitar comics or guitar hacks or prop comics and you know the purest of nature of like you, you want to you know that's like you, you know stand there with a stool yeah, yeah. and which I think is, you know, fine and fun, but it was like, I, I think however you have to get into or however you do end up getting into the thing that you're doing, it, a lot of, it matters to a lot of people. Like, hey, if you're going to paint abstract, you need to paint representational before so you know what abstract, you know, uh-huh. you yeah. know, and there were like people that are just starting out of the gate painting abstractly aren't really artists because they, they have, have the an experience. Yeah. So, that's and, so dumb because it's like you kind of get a lot of the the benefits of an artistic career is that you kind of do what you want yeah. without the, uh, without an organizational structure or like a, Oh, you must do this. You got to go to, you know, yeah. get your certification before you move to the next level. So yeah. it, it seems just so stupid to put those, uh, uh, those limitations and that idea of like, you must go to point A to B to C in that order in the one realm of life where like that shouldn't matter, yeah. you know? It yeah. I mean, be. it's not, it's, it, it can help. And definitely again, however you, however you get there, whatever it is, but like, you know, like a lot of the people that I know who know how to read music and, and are more, um, formerly form, form, formally, <laughs> formerly formal, form, yeah. formally, uh, like theory based musicians. Um, like they, they can they seem to be able to navigate the scene as as far as like maybe playing with multiple people different styles or things like that but perhaps not always from the um you know the uh epiphany creative origins of like oh I have an idea for a song because mm-hmm. they've been so regimented with following the yeah. guidelines of music and you know playing music that has been played before right as opposed to like like I ca- I started making up my own songs cuz I wasn't that good at guitar and I didn't really know much of what I was doing. So I was, it was more just like feeling it out. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I noticed that in like a, the bluegrass community, a lot of the bluegrass players aren't songwriters. They're, they're performers and they interpret songs, you know, and, yeah. and they learn them and it's, and it is structured, but it's like, they're not just sitting there with this inspiration. They have to write, write something. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the times not knowing what you're doing is, can be extremely beneficial because then you do things that you you don't know what you're doing, so you might do something cool on accident. Yep. And then you don't have any, you don't have that voice, uh, that training in the back of your mind to be like, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you can just let it be cool. Yep. Um. But yeah. So you uh you play guitar and uh you also have been making stuff on your phone, correct? Yep. I uh a little sip of water. Um. Yeah, so I from guitar I kind of got into, um, you know, guitar led led into like a four track, yeah. um, getting a, getting a four track, and then four track led into getting a loop pedal, um, and doing things like that. And then mm-hmm. so once I got the loop pedal, I started making um, 
you know, I messed around with like making um, like rap songs and hip hop songs, even though I'm not like a fan of rap. Like, I'm a fan of some rap, but I'm not like not a hip hop current. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. a. And so, so that that was kind of just the thing of like I'm curious about. Oh, what about this? Because I had you know I would listen to those things. You know, I would listen to anything from like, you know, the Rage Against the Machine right. to like, you know, whatever. Uh, um, outcast and things like that and i definitely like 90s rap was was when i do like rap songs is kind of more what i model mm -hmm. those yeah. things after and then the the loop pedal i got when i moved here i got one of my my loop pedal i got stolen from um what's that place called with the taco truck out back uh, union pool, union pool yeah. so like i had brought i had this um uh circuit bent keyboard which was also kind That's of semi cool. in the mix of when I was like doing recording and stuff. And it was like my first beat maker was this SK one that was circuit bent. This guy helped me circuit bend. And, uh, um, so I had that and my loop pedal in my backpack and, um, it got taken the, the loop pedal got taken, but my circuit bent keyboard didn't get taken, which was kind of, I guess the better thing <laughs> yeah, to yeah. not get taken, you know, uh -huh. as far as, as far as all, all things were considered. Were you performing at Union Pool or was this just... No, I was just, I was just like naive and being like, oh, here's a coat rack that people are putting their coats and things on. Yeah. I can trust everybody. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and like... And it's and, smart to take it out because you never know when someone's going to ask you to play a circuit <laughs> bench. Yeah, yeah, It might be a hot chick. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You never know. You like, hey, like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> while while you're walking thing. away. Well, it's, a, it's a keyboard that doesn't sound good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've worked really hard to make it sound yeah <laughs> so what are you doing now what uh can you maybe set up uh yeah your latest song yeah sure so um so the thing is i got uh i don't know if i can all right the name of this song is hold me tonight and it's um it's incomplete but a lot of my um iphone songs have the uh, <clears throat> such uh, characteristics
I just closed out the uh, wait. Him is just like they did watch it. It'll come back on. Just, just be like, oh. it's like, oh. <laughs> well, that's you know. I mean, that's that's the song. It just keeps that's going on like that. Awesome. That's awesome. Was there like a big crescendo at the end or something? I mean, you know, it it all depends. The um, the element of like the little buzzing thing, the bu- buzzing synth thing. I try to like kind of get that a little bit more. Uh, built up chaotic mm-hmm. at times and then um you know bust it out because like one of my favorite things of songs are just the the way like when a song doesn't come in all you know a song kind of starts without yeah without all the things or when drums drop out or thing whatever mm-hmm. those are those things are called um <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so the the part like so i'm able to use this to record um friggin uh you know, it's like a, it's a four track. So then, so some of that's actual guitar, like guitar that I recorded into it. Into it. So yeah, it's okay. not all, it's not all sounds that the phone makes, but then I try to use, so I've been trying to like supplement, like use more natural instruments within the thing to kind of give it some sort of. Yeah. And then because people can't see you, the guitar you're playing when you're playing those, those bends, that is. That's on the, the yeah, that, this is yeah, the, that, the fretboard on the screen that you're just poking with your fingers. And yeah, so that's, that's a real um, phone guitar. But yeah. the other guitar is just a regular Your acoustic guitar. guitar. Yeah. Well, that's, good. It, that's, that's a good way to kind of avoid the, the sort of sound that you get when everything's just in the box and yeah. everything's a little bit too quantized yeah. and on just sounds a little, a little too, um, too much like Polished. a preset. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that song, that was awesome. That was a great song, man. Uh, so definitely a real like i mean you said that your sister listened to a lot of portishead and new yeah, order yeah those like yeah those types of things yeah um it was really cool um and it's it's just really neat that uh it's cool that you can just do that on a fucking do phone do you want to know what the app is do you want is that what you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i can tell you the app so what's the care. app <laughs> what is that app <laughs> 
tell me good job before you tell me. What <laughs> yeah, I had this girl come up to me at, at Pete's the other day, and she was just like, oh, what is this app you have? I want to do this thing you do. <laughs> I'm like, baby, I've been doing that app for like five years, okay? It's well, been around for five I, yeah, years. Yeah, I, I, I was on a version 1.0. Like I was a beta test. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm stuck between two thoughts. Uh, the first one being like, wow, it's crazy that you're doing this all on your phone. That seems so strange. And then also when you're hearing it sonically, it doesn't sound strange and it doesn't sound much different than the people that are playing synths that we've had in here that you see perform up. Uh -huh. And it's kind of, it, I don't know, it's really I amazing. mean, there's even synth purists, right? There's like the people that are like, oh, I need the the patch bays and the, the, the an you know. All analog. Yeah. The thing, and I mean, I, I I dig all those things. It's just really the the functionality and portability of the phone, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's you know, knock on wood, it's less um, likely to get this stolen. I'm not going to be putting this in my backpack and hanging it up <laughs> hanging at a at a bar <laughs> right, in yeah. Brooklyn. And it's also a thing that's like the app. The apps themselves are very like the app I use is iMachine Two, which is machine is kind of like a you know. MPC sequencer type of thing that you can actually get at music stores mm -hmm. that's like, you know, 600 plus dollars, but the app itself is like 10 bucks. And then you add different things for a dollar, you know, like add little drum packs or synth right. packs for a dollar. And so the, the total investment in it is, you know, and then you can save and, you know, go right to SoundCloud or go to Dropbox or save the music files right and try to put them on Dropbox. I got to re-up my Dropbox now because I've <laughs> stopped paying too, my... Yeah, right. too prolific. <laughs> um, so you, uh, on your uh, SoundCloud, I think I saw, I, I read that you you kind of describe these as sort of field recording stuff that you, you're recording these songs kind of on the go. Yeah, so um, the one, the thing, the main thing I have on SoundCloud is called Just Songs and it was an iPhone out, like I made it all on the phone. Um, with with apps and so like multiple apps and doing um, just to see see about you know that thing because I've you know I had Pro Tools for a while but it was it was so involved where it was like splitting my brain between like figuring out that thing and trying to play music or mm -hmm. do stuff and this allows me to you know I have the learning curve and knowing how to use this stuff so I don't have to think about using it I'm just sort of going through the motions while I'm doing it on, yeah, on the train or yeah you know, sitting, sitting down. I mean, I do a lot of stuff at home, but this allows me to be at any given time, just pop it in and just keep doing things. And that's how I figured things out. I don't really like, I want to write a song like this. And then I write a song like that. I just sort of keep making beats and figuring out little combinations of things. And then eventually something come, yeah, yeah, comes in out of it. Like I, that's kind of how everything has happened for me creatively is like, cause when I sit down to write comedy or something, I can't like I can't come up with a joke. You mm -hmm. know, I can only I can only go joke picking in the joke field. Yeah, you know? yeah. I and mean, like, I, be like, this is one, this one isn't good. Yeah, yeah. I try. I mean, I I've always just kept a uh, a little scrapbook on my phone of just notes. Like you go about the day and you write down like little phrases or words or whatever. Yeah. So when it is time to kind of sit down, you can go back to that because I don't think that many people. I don't really think that people just. Uh, most artists of any field just sit down with like a blank page and they're like, all right, mm -hmm. time, do this. time to go <laughs> yeah. from zero. Yeah. You know, most people you know, kind of have ideas. I have to say that I have, <laughs> I do smoke weed. I have done that before. I, uh, Robert Earl Keane, I heard him say that one time. He's like, if you're, if you're blocked, sit down and do not get up until you write a song. He's like, I mean, don't go get some chocolate and chew on it. Don't get water. Don't move until you write something. So I just know that that, 
uh, system can work. Like I sat down and it's just like, write what you know. And I sat and I wrote this, you know, no, it didn't have a chorus. It was just a stream of conscious thing. And, um, I don't know. I think that can be employed because I get so hung up on, um, when I get writer's block and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Writer's block is a tricky, uh, it can be like quicksand, yeah. you know, cause the more you struggle with it, sometimes the, uh, the more frustrated you get and the right. more blocked up, but it's like baseball. Sometimes you just like when a batter's oh for you know twenty six. Sometimes you need just that weird little bloop single that then gets you right back. You know, you just, sometimes you got to write a little bit of garbage. And exactly. Write <laughs> write the garbage. Write yeah. the garbage. But <clears throat> speaking of things that aren't garbage, mm-hmm. let's hear your best song. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that's the um, so yeah. The idea of best song, I think, is is a you know even the idea of best and worst song like. New, New, oldest and or first and latest are a little bit easier easier to conjure mm-hmm. the objectivity of, yeah. of 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 the time, but um, like the best worst. I, well, I think the the best this one is the best because it was sort of the um, you know help me continue. It's it's it, it's the, the song I've been kind of working on the longest. It's not my first song, but it's a song that I've constantly been doing because it's a song that I do when I do comedy and so it's not necessarily like my other songs this is a um you know a rap song that I would do on um with my stolen um uh loop pedal (laughs) and and things like that and so it's the sort of one that I guess just because of I keep doing it and going back to it and kind of build like it's it's kind of my perpetual song where I kind of keep adding things to it and maybe occasionally switching up the the music behind the words or occasionally switching up the words behind the music. But um, it helped me get to the point, I think, that I am right now with music, which is why I think it's the best because it's... When you're using this in performance, in comedy, um, is is there a lot of improv involved in it? I mean, we haven't heard the song yet, but... Yeah. So you're you're kind of on the spot creating lyrics or creating Um, beats and stuff too? Yeah, I mean... Sometimes lyrics or, um, but just a lot of times just rearranging, rearranging the order of the lyrics or, you know, the concept of the song, like kind of the, the things that are at the end of the song are, uh, um, are the new, you know, the things that come later in the song are the newer things. But this is also the song that, um, kind of helped me learn, um, iPhone guitar. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like is it helped me get into actually like wanting to figure out something else other than just having the beat keep going, mm-hmm. or you know, so d- to do something when I'm not rapping or so I'm not just you know Staying dancing right. around because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to dance around. If I if I want to dance around, I'll dance around, but I don't typically want to dance, you know, right around. No offense <laughs> to against anybody that likes to dance around. Yeah, well, you don't want to ever be forced dance around yeah for everyone <laughs> yeah like he just he doesn't want to dance he has to dance, he has to dance. <laughs> what is the what is the name of this one do you have a name for it um this one is called uh well this particular version is called pick your spots baby because um i sampled some things i sampled a uh i think it's milton burl or somebody talking to uh talking to um not Bill, Richard Pryor. Okay. And uh, so they had a little back and forth going, and so I sampled a thing from that. I also sampled some Mike Tyson. Pick your spots, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't wait to hear it.
Sexual spirit of God with the instincts of a caveman, I cannot hide as I see the futility of fertility. The beer spills, reveals I can't, I can't seem to forget. I only seem to regret. I fuck like an Egyptian. I never wear protection when I have an erection. Correction, I never show my affection when I sit in your section. I just won the election. Did daddy diddle or didn't he do that? Daddy diddle, daughter and daughter did not tat. Daddy diddle, daughter diddle, daddy right back. Diddle daddy in the sack, diddle daughter in the crack. Take it back to the MacBook Pro, upload photo. Oh no, I go to jail. And nobody there to pay my bail. Cause I'm a child molester. I'm a Casanova cannibal I like my ladies fuckable and edible I don't eat babies I make them into gravy I'm the Casanova cannibal I like my ladies fuckable and edible I don't eat babies I make that baby gravy Sick. I'm gonna break my wrist. I'm gonna grab your dick. I'm gonna grab your dick. I'm gonna break my wrist. I'm gonna make you sick. I'm gonna grab your dick. I'm gonna grab your dick. Yeah, Saki, Kabuki, Karaoke, Bukaki, Hibachi, Hitachi, Mariachi, and Chachi. Let me hear you singing Saki, Kabuki, Karaoke, Bukaki, Hibachi, Hitachi, Mariachi, and Chachi.
9-11 was an inside job, 9-11 was an inside job, yeah, uh-huh, that's right. 7-Eleven is an inside job, 7-Eleven is an inside job, let me hear you, alright, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. And 311 is from Omaha, 311 is from Omaha, listen to me while I sing this song, listen to me while I hit this bong. Here is the church, here is the steeple, open up your pussy, now let's make some people, yeah. fucking amazing <laughs> holy shit that was great that was the first i think child uh, molestation um verse we've had of of any performer on our podcast anyway it's first, a, it's a perverse yeah okay. hopefully hopefully not the last <laughs> hopefully not well I'm, uh, st- I'm stuck with this idea of like so we start out on the acoustic guitar and you're talking you're, ca- you're doing these cowboy chords and it's like folky and then we're on moving on to like the iphone stuff and i just feel like there's this idea in folk music that it has to be an acoustic instrument when it seems like if folk is just just means music of the people, this everybody has a phone in their pocket. So what, uh-huh. this is like it's like this new form of folk yeah. music. And I, and I love it. I agree. And I think like, you know, SoundCloud is extremely folk, mm-hmm. you know, because it's people who don't know what they're doing, just putting a bunch of stuff up. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah, um, yeah, very democratic as it should be. And a lot of people like taking other people's SoundCloud stuff, making remixes of them. Like that's folk, yeah, culture, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was. I mean, that was. That's a great, great beat. You know, I feel like comedy songs can only really work if, if the uh, if the music is also people have paid so, a lot of attention to the music as well. You know. Yeah, I think the. I mean, the thing of doing that, like that sort of song for me, I'll you know be typically at the end of a, a set where that's this crescendo where people aren't expecting that to happen because mm-hmm. I do some other things with my phone, but that don't have anything to do with music during during the comedy. But then when that happens, they're not expecting. You know, like it's just sort of the another thing to provide but like i only like to do it when i can make it sound good because i've definitely done it in environments where the sound system wasn't good or mm-hmm. so it was just sort of like like you know diluted some way yeah you know and, and i feel like you don't want to be come across as like a novelty rapper yeah 
even though it is, you know, like kind of a novelty rap song, but like you, this, the beat still has to bang, you know, yeah, for it to gotta be, be some stuff. And who doesn't want to watch a 41 year old white guy rap, you know, <laughs> I, I about baby gravy. I don't eat babies. Let's make baby gravy. Um, <laughs> or I make baby gravy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, the beat was really cool. Definitely see the '90s hip hop influence with the 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 synth is very Dr. Dre, uh-huh. and like the um, the 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 samples that you pick were. I mean, you could hear that on like a Wu Tang Clan album for sure. Uh-huh. Like the Dusty, just sort of yelling. yelling. Yeah, there's there's another. I mean, I did a little bit of the Mike Tyson one, but the, there's another one that comes into it that I didn't do because I won't always do it. But it's a different. It's it's definitely more of a. It's more of an in-your-face offensive Mike Tyson sample. <laughs> but it's, it's just sort of beautiful to me because it's just sort of like the like it kind of fits into any song because well, you know I could put it in any song because just the way that he's talking is sort of like this you know beat Cadence. poetry or you know or, mm-hmm. or like slam poetry in yeah. a way. And you kind of like I don't really know what he's talking about. Yeah. I don't know the sample, but yeah, every time yeah. I hear him speak, I'm like I think I get it. It's just infusing the attitude. You know, they're just sort of like samples to provide attitude mm-hmm. um, to the thing, and then. Uh, the thing of the stuff. I have a question yeah. about the phone um, because this is the first time we've had anybody use a phone as, an, as the predominant instrument. Uh, this is the this is your phone, the what you use to call people and text and everything? Or do you well, have te- one separately? Technically, now I have one separately because the... So, I'm an iPhone user loyalist and um, because that's how most of the apps are being developed and so the music apps are more focused on, on mm-hmm. Apple and stuff. But my other... My main phone that I would do... Um, stuff on kind of broke and I, I found there's there's sort of I've had multiple phones that I've had to do you know make my instrument because the the something happens in the the machine of the phone where the, where the jack goes the, the auxiliary jack mm-hmm. thing it always it messes up so sometimes I would be at a show and I wouldn't be able to do it or it would cut out or somebody would mess up so and they don't make iPhones now all the iPhones just have they don't have a out, they auxiliary. Yeah, they don't have auxiliary, so, um, so I'm having to like l- like stockpile old. old phones. So like <laughs> my buddy Ryan, um, who who's a great musician too, and uh, um, he. I'm saying not too like he like he's a great musician, like, but he's, <laughs> he's a, he, modest. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a little bit more modest. Um, but he, so he gave me his old phone because he got a new one. So I was like, oh, thank God, because. I wasn't able to use that one, and I was like, just like, uh, what am I gonna do? Yeah. I, I was considering buying like just an uh, iPod Touch because, mm-hmm. like, you know, because those still have auxiliary, right. but they're not as expensive as buying a whole new phone. And mm-hmm. and the dongles just suck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a I it's hate a whole extra the word dongle. Yeah, <laughs> this is like that was a new technology that uh-huh. someone invented recently, and someone had to name it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, out of whole cloth, and they chose dongle. <laughs> dongle, which is so close to dingleberry. Yeah. That's what I immediately think of. Yeah, yeah. it's not really that close. Actually, you not going to say it out loud. Yeah, dongle, dongleberries. That's lint when you get lint in your phone. Well, that's what my question was going to be. Is that like I know as guitar players, you got to have you got to carry extra strings. If you have a tube amp, you know anybody that tours with a tube amp has to have a backup tube amp because yeah. tubes are constantly breaking. But a cell phone, I wouldn't know thing one about trying to fix it in the middle of a yeah. show or before a show or something. Do you run into that often or just on occasion? It's, it's happened to me. To, it like kind of recently happened to me on the road and other things where I thought it was my cable that was messing up and I was hoping that it was my cable. Mm-hmm. But then I went to Guitar Center and um, 
just because it was the place that was closest and tested the cable out on another thing and it worked. And so then I kind of divided, you know, deduced that it was yeah. my phone that was messing up. And so I, I mean, I can still, I still have, you know, tracks and, and songs on that phone. So I'm just kind of using them as like now, you know, pseudo external hard drives and okay. storage, you know, yeah. so I have like three phones that I have things on that I always try to like, you know, I have to sit down and like take the things off. Cause if the phone messes up, then I lose the whole thing. Right. So yeah. I have to, if I like something, I have to save the project and save it somewhere else. And hopefully, you know, it's, it's, or whatever. That's really funny that you, that you say that. Cause it is like, you're still a guitarist with like a few different axes, you know? Yeah. yeah. You're like, Oh, this is, <laughs> you know, this is yeah. my backup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I can do like sometimes when recording, I'll use, um, uh, like I have an iPad too, and I'll do with GarageBand. I don't, I don't really like the GarageBand app per se, especially on the computer. But I think on the, the iPhone and iPad is a little bit better because you can actually touch the screen and mm -hmm. kind of interact and inter interface with it. So I've been using some of the instruments and just using the that thing as an instrument and recording the wild, you know, out into the the world sound of this digital instrument. So mm -hmm. it's picking up kind of, you know, kind of like more of a tinny yeah. electric guitar or, or something. That's, that's cool. The visual of you playing guitar on the phone is very funny too. Cause you still got good, like guitar moves where you're like, <laughs> and yeah. it's like this, you're this big guy with this tiny little phone. It's cracking me up. It's well, it's the, the guitar pocket guitar is the best guitar app. I've tested most of them that you can test for free and bought a couple, but that one, it just has the best, action and yeah. you know you can hammer and bend and and enough effects and you can adjust yeah. the tuning i, I tune oh, cool. to um i do open d oh, typically because okay. it, it's it's easier to navigate yeah. on a mm -hmm. on a limited size fretboard right. and also just figure things out and then you just adjust where the the, the you know where the fret Scale positioning is, is. Yeah, yeah and then um Makes it a little bit more. That's pretty rad. Cool. Well, thanks Quick. for sharing that. Uh, yeah. Do you want to let's move more. on to the worst song? Oh yeah, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> this is called uh, um, "Golden Shower Power Hour." Bless you. up in the morning I give you golden shower golden shower power hour when I wake up in the morning I give you golden shower oh, oh, oh. I stand over you you look up at me I'm not going cool, I'm just going pee. Golden shower so sweetly. When it splashes on your face, I get a smile on mine. It looks kind of fun, but doesn't taste too good. Not like I thought it would Golden shower in the morning Is my desire Golden shower on 
so much higher I, my, I guess my main question on about this one is, um, do you write autobiographically? This <laughs> <laughs> is true. Um, no, but it was, it was. I mean, that was one of my first comedy songs. Where I mean, I think this, it, it's like my worst song as, as opposed to like, it's just sort of kind of one note mm-hmm. in a way. And it's it's just meant to kind of, you know, have the shock value to it of the, the thing and the, the subject matter, even though, I mean, the melody is sweet. And I think mm-hmm. that was the best lesson that I got from the thing is like, talking about fucked up things with something sweet kind of has the comedy combination, you know, right. like as opposed to like just being like, like doing a rock song that's comedy and funny, right? you yeah. know, with all the wrong things, but like doing something that has the, the juxtaposition of the, those right. things. But it's, you know. That's certainly a common theme that comes up with most of the songwriters we talk to is that, um, yeah, like a little bit of sugar helps something bitter goes go Ooh. down type of thing. And then this one, specifically because it's comedic, um, you know, it, it had, adds a different layer to that. Well, I'm thinking immediately, I'm thinking of Wheeler Walker Jr., uh-huh. who is just like fucking fuck, you know, and it's yeah. like, the, you know, it's a country thing and it's funny, but it's, um, I don't know, it seems obvious to me or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Not criticizing him. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like comedy, comedy music is a pretty tricky proposition, just uh, sort of in general. It's, it's hard to find that sweet spot. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, I mean, I feel, you know, in a lot of ways, if you're, if you're doing comedy music, you're kind of the, the bastard, uh, stepchild of both the music and the comedy <laughs> yeah, world yeah. simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to pull off. And, uh, um, I don't know, I, like, like I was saying, I do feel like the, the people who do it the best also spend a lot of time working on just the craft of songwriting as yeah. well. Um, cause it, you do see some people at open mics around here, uh, bringing guitars and stuff. And a lot of them, it's, uh, the songs are just limp, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. there's not really much to them. They don't really have a hook, not yeah. like well structured. Yep. They're just kind of leaning on the fact that, you know, hopefully they've got some funny lyrics, but it, it has to work as music. Yeah. Have, well. have you seen the reformed horrors? Have you seen them at all? I don't think I've seen they're, them. They're really good. They're this duo and they're, they travel all around, go to Nashville and stuff. So they're legit, really good musicians, but they, they are very like, you know, harmonizing and comedy and really, really good. Um, yeah. They're, they're, they're really, you know, probably one of the best. Are they in New York? Yeah, they're in New York. Yeah. Yeah. But they're music. really good. They have a show at, that they do occasionally on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, maybe at, um, at Cobra Club. Cobra Club. I, I was going to say, so, that's how I know it because I've seen their. Yeah. So they, they dress, definitely like, dress up, you know, cowboy boots and skirts and, you know, and talk to each other and they're very. Um, they've got a whole shtick. Yeah. They, they, they definitely. Yeah. yeah do you remember writing really this good. one? Um, I don't remember writing it. Yeah. I remember playing it and I remember it being around, you know, one of the first, you know, 
things like I did this, you know, four track album where that was on it. And then this rap about McDonald's and maybe something else, like other, a bunch of other bullshit that was, you know, I had one about my, like you're called your mom and it was like just a, your mom joke. And then I had a, you know, one about poop. I want to go poop with you. That might be my worst song, but <laughs> you know, this one only sounds better. Like to present like, this is my worst song. It still sounds okay, but <laughs> I want to go poop with you is probably the, but, 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 but it's like, you know, it's one, it's, those are like, yeah, those are like all my first songs that that's how I would, how I present myself in the, in the comedy world. And then, but then once I started feeling the pushback from the scene, that's when I started writing jokes. So had I not, you know, had I gotten too much uh, encouragement with the songs, I would have, I would have just stuck with them, you know, probably, but do you have a preference when you're performing what you prefer to do the jokes or, or music? I mean, I don't, that's a, might be a stupid question. I mean, no, I mean, I, I mean, I like well, when I'm doing, you know, when I'm doing a thing, I I'll only do typically um, one song. I mean, it, it depends on the gig. So, because I have a couple guitar songs that I'll still do that are kind of like there to establish my personality mm -hmm. and kind of a playfulness. Mm -hmm. um, but generally now I just do that rap song at the, end, at the end and then to kind of just have it be a thing as opposed to like oh just do a, show, a comedy show with all the, the things and yeah i don't know it, it's a law of diminishing returns like if i just kept doing those things it wouldn't be you know yeah i don't know it's i, I want to make it special thing, yeah. yeah i want to make it special so the, the then the jokes i have more um uh latitude to play with with the types of jokes that i do so i, I guess i figure i like i like telling jokes better yeah but not always my jokes <laughs> can i think of somebody else's jokes while i tell my jokes is that can you do that you envision it you close yeah, your yeah. eyes and picture it <laughs> yeah i've i've always thought i mean for me personally uh just uh either doing stand-up comedy or music i feel like ultimately it's i'm kind of doing the same thing you know like i kind of get the same i feel like it's coming from the same place in my brain so it's just oh the fact that it either comes out as like comedy or music uh, is almost like a, like an arbitrary thing. Yeah, you know, I feel like when I'm when I'm writing and performing comedy and when I'm writing and performing music, it's still basically the same part of my brain mm -hmm. is is active. Yeah, but um, I guess for comedy though, you're you're you want a specific emotion, whereas oh um, yeah, in music why, you want the that's why stand up comedy is uh, harder. Well, I mean, performing it can be a lot trickier just because you do have to, like, get that specific reaction for it to be successful. And if you don't, it is, like, objectively not a successful <laughs> show. Yeah, Whereas yeah. with music, you can just put your head down, play, and then convince yourself it was good even <laughs> if no one was listening. <laughs> well, I do, like, a lot of storytelling, and I just know that, like, it's similar to stand-up, but I would not consider it stand-up because my goal is not to get laugh, laugh, laugh. It's to tell the story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like a lot of times they're emotional and they're sad or whatever it is. And so I'm just like, I'm just kind of curious about you two because you guys are both, you go, um, you know, have your feet in both worlds. I mean, I feel like storytelling and stand-up comedy are like so close together that, you know, 
very yeah but i'm not good at telling stories yeah you're good at talking about things and ideas or i'm better more more inclined to do that but i'm not like a storyteller and that that's a hard thing for me to think about doing with comedy is like here what this thing that you know like you know (laughs) buying the yeah but you're i mean you're you're a natural at it like when i've seen you yeah i mean that's you're just like you have a story to tell and i i think what i uh, the big lesson i learned was that it elevates the music if you can tell a really a really good setup for a song Mm -hmm. and then you pull it out then it's like it's really great uh, the guy ramblin jack elliott does that where he'll do like you know ramble for 20 minutes and then sing a verse and it's like it's so powerful yeah so. yeah well uh we're all three very talented dudes <laughs> uh with a lot going on artistically uh it's a good it, tug sesh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, good way to Make good way to, gravy. uh in this one uh ben thank you so much for joining us do you have anything that you want to plug thanks for having me um what 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 to plug? Um, can I can I plug in my phone? Um, <laughs> I need a charge. Uh, it's a little. It's a, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I I have a uh, my album on SoundCloud called Just Songs, um, iPhone produced album. It was about uh, a couple of years ago now, but uh, you know, I'm working on something else. Hopefully. Can people find the four track thing that you did? With the, um, um, no, I, I mean, you could, you could email me at, at Benjamin Kronberg at gmail.com. Um, and I, I, I could send you a link to a, f- a file of other, uh, you know, secret songs and things that aren't necessarily out there. Um, as this well is the as first, last, best, worst, uh, exclusive offer. <laughs> yeah. Ben's yeah, secret yeah, content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you really want to hear it. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's only for platinum level, uh, <laughs> FLBW yeah, yeah, subscribers. Yeah, do, do a Patreon and that'll be the <laughs> incentive. Well, thanks a lot for joining us. Yeah, it's uh, really great, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. This has been first. Last. Best. Worst. A podcast. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs>